This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 94, How to Delegate, by Adi Redzik of adiredzik.com. And welcome to Optimal Startup Daily. I am Dan, your daily narrator. This is where I read to you from some of the best blogs on entrepreneurship. And we do things a little bit differently than some other podcasts you might listen to regularly. We are narrating to you from blogs and occasionally books. Uh, We're not doing long interviews and we keep things pretty short, usually about five to 10 minutes. So you can get little bits of great info quickly whenever you have just a few extra minutes free. And have you tried Email Octopus? They give you the tools that you need for email marketing, including customizable signup forms, autoresponders, and list segmentation, free for up to 2,500 subscribers, which is great if you're just starting out with building an audience or if you have a smaller audience. And right now, Email Octopus is offering Optimal Startup Daily listeners 50% off of their first month. So visit emailoctopus.com slash OSD or quote the code OSD50 at sign up. For 50% off of your first month of email marketing, visit emailoctopus.com slash OSD or quote code OSD50 at sign up. For now, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. How to Delegate by Adi Redzik of adiredzik.com. One of the hardest things for many leaders is delegation. This is especially true for startups and small businesses or nonprofits where founders and CEOs wear many hats and often feel like they lack resources to get the right support. Although they're not the only ones, delegation skills are an expression of several personal and leadership qualities. So regardless of the support system or the lack thereof, we've all known people who are great delegators, but also those who aren't. So if you have a couple of minutes, let's tackle this topic together. Do you struggle at delegating and why? Before I share my thoughts, take a moment and write down three reasons why you struggle to delegate. At the root of delegation, there are five intertwining themes. I call them themes because they're complex. One, control. Two, awareness. Three, trust. Four, resources. And five, structure or process. Control. I've written a lot about control and our need for control, like the post on my site titled Control Robs Us From Living. But if you don't have time to read that, what's the simplest way I can explain why we try to control? Well, we're afraid. In the context of delegation, we might feel, what if the person f***s up? What if it's not as good? What if we lose a client? What if, and you can fill in the fear. What are you afraid of? In the personal context, this fear might mean, what if you fall in love and you get hurt, so you don't give a relationship a real chance? In your work life, what if you ask someone to do something and they don't do it as well as you think you would, so you try to do it all by yourself? Can you really control these things without negative consequences, i.e. losing an awesome person, getting burned out, etc.? Awareness. In order to let go of control and make good, unafraid decisions, Awareness is key. Indeed, awareness is essential to becoming and being a good leader. Sure, there are things you can do better than anyone else, but you are definitely not the best at everything. What are three top things you bring to your company, job, nonprofit, etc.? You have to be brutally honest with yourself. This is where a coach can be helpful. And understand what your competitive advantage is. What is that one thing no one can do but you? In my line of work, for people who want to see me, could I delegate one-on-one coaching or my leadership talks? No. 
but I could delegate social media, marketing, or sales, right? What if my intern makes a typo on that post? It reflects poorly on me, right? But what if they don't? See how control crept in there? Trust. The next step is to build a culture of trust. So even when mistakes do happen, and they will, we know our team did their best and will learn from it. Trust is essential in any dynamic, work or personal. This includes self-trust. Trust, of course, requires trustworthiness. You cannot be trusted unless you're trustworthy. But when we are intentional about building both through honesty, consistency, vulnerability, communication, and awareness, among others, we are poised to thrive. There's a great book on this called The Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey, the son of the original personal development guru, also named Stephen. Without trust, there are no quality relationships or teams. Whenever there is trust, people can thrive. Now imagine your venture or your life enveloped with the culture of trust. All right, back to delegation. So why do you not delegate? Likely because you are afraid, therefore trying to control. How do you stop trying to control? Understand that you're doing it and why. We cannot change what we aren't aware of. Then bring awareness into it. Understand what your key contributions and drawbacks are. Then build a culture of trust so that delegating is safe. Knowing that people have your best interest in mind can help you loosen up your grip, if you choose to let it, of course. Once this deeper, broader dynamic is out of the way, we look at who will do the delegated tasks and how we will structure the process. Resources. A lot of leaders try to do it all instead of getting the best people to do it. I get this a lot. Why do I need a coach or advisor or facilitator? Can't my HR person do it? Well, for the same reason I need a hairstylist or a doctor. Therefore, a wise leader will know to identify resources to help them on their quest. And if they don't know how to get those resources, they will seek help from someone who does. It was Steve Jobs who said, quote, it doesn't make sense to hire smart people and then tell them what to do. We hire smart people so they can tell us what to do, end quote. Identify your resources in all areas of your business or life and then utilize them. This will free you up greatly to focus on what truly matters and what you're best at. Structure and process. I often tell leaders and managers, define the floor and the ceiling and let your people do their best work in between those two anchors. The final key to effective delegation is building the structure and process. Step one, identify the right person for the task. Don't assign random tasks to available people. Step two, communicate clearly the parameters, ceiling and floor. And step three, create a feedback loop so you know the project is on track. If you've taken care of your resources properly, i.e. hired the right people, identifying the right person for your delegated tasks will be easy. When communicating what needs to be done, use the old journalistic approach of five W's and an H. What, why, where, when, who, and how. This is a great test to see if you're being clear. Just make sure you are first clear with yourself. A trusting environment will help make sure that people feel comfortable to ask for clarification. Communication and feedback loop will be most constructive and effective when you're aware of your own tendencies, as we discussed a moment ago. Your awareness of your controlling tendencies and your own strengths will prevent you from, well, being a control freak and overbearing, making your follow-up and the whole delegation mechanism work, and people will feel comfortable to share where they're at and or ask for help. Since these are personal and leadership skills, there is a lot more to delegating and learning how to delegate than reading a blog post, but I hope this gives you a good start.
You just listened to the post titled How to Delegate by Audie Redzik of audiredzik.com. And thank you to Gusto. You might remember I've shared some of what small business owners have said about them before, but there's actually a lot more. Here are some more real people. Tom S. says, Gusto has allowed my small company to offer big-time benefits without an HR department. And that's been true for us too, actually. Here at Optimal Living Daily, we feel like we have a full-time payroll and HR department that can offer benefits thanks to Gusto. Laura L. says, With Gusto, even my employees are impressed with how easy their new hire paperwork is. Also true for us here at Optimal Living Daily. When we switched over to Gusto, I had to do the new hire paperwork. And yes, it was a breeze. Super fast, easy, and I didn't need any additional instructions or help. And here's what Brian L. says. Gusto is super simple and easy to use. I've used multiple other payroll processes, and there's nothing like this out there. And the list goes on. Right now, our listeners get three months free when they go to gusto.com OSD. Yep, three months of payroll, benefits, admin, and more, totally free. Again, that's gusto.com OSD. G-U-S-T-O dot OSD. And thanks to Audie, who is regularly featured over on Optimal Living Daily, Audie Redzik is an entrepreneur, life and business coach, author, and motivational speaker. From a war-torn childhood to meetings at the White House, Audie has proven the possibility of change and the limitless power of determination. Driven by a desire to live life on his own terms, Audie has transformed his own life and is obsessed with helping other individuals and organizations reach their greatest potential. You can check out his personal and business coaching on his site, audiredzik.live. And again, if you like his content and style, you can hear a lot more of his work being narrated to you on the podcast, Optimal Living Daily. And that's gonna do it for me today. I thank you as always for being a subscriber to the show. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Sunday show where your optimal life awaits.